Are we live? We are live. Right now? Yep. We're live. Clapped Out Podcast episode number two. Number dude, dos! dude, our level of consistency is unparalleled. Just a cup. <laughs> this I do need to. Thank you. What is man. this? Is that was a half gallon? Did you go to Hardee's or Carl's Jr.? What the oh, hell? Firehouse Subs, home to. I don't have any. I wish I knew their specials. I'd throw them out there. Yeah, thin red line. Congratulations. Way to go. Whoo! What's a stout drink? Man. Hey, uh. Oh, man, never mind. I was going to say Happy Father's Day to you, but. Yes, I do not do this. I have no kids. No kids. No I kids. will one day. Hey, many of the little ones, they run around. <laughs> Was the things in the troublemaking? With the things in the. All right, Catherine, what's this? A what's this? What is this for? I just feel like there's a little I feel like you're going to wreck the place. Well, let's get today's start. Let's get a little wild. Come on. What do we got? So you look like you're about to eat crab legs at Red Lobster. All right. Clapped Out Podcast, episode number two, Father's Day edition. Happy Father's Day, Rye. I am just double-checking to make sure we are live on Facebook here and that everything is going through. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes, it is Father's Day. Because I am a father of three beautiful children. And uh, it was a pretty, pretty epic day. I got to do whatever the hell I wanted for the literally, entire day. No, literally nobody asked. Yeah. No one. There's nobody that, that asked. So I don't think that's what we're here to do. Nobody asked us to make a podcast, but we did it anyway. But people have spoken. They haven't All really right. spoken. Uh, I don't see us live on, on the internet here. Are we live? No, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, Maybe. Jasmine just yelled, no, so we're not live. Maybe we went You're to not us. good at your job of producer. Did we go too soon? Oh, we did go too soon. Oh, here we go. Story of your life. Went to the gym these last few days. Just been getting back in the in fighting shape. It's no big deal. Sure, wondering why I look so muscular. It's because I went to the gym twice. Why is this not live? I don't know, dude. I wish. Oh, I found it. It was hiding. It was hiding. God, dude, you're right. I must. It must sound terrible when I yell into the mic. It's so hot in this garage. Can you see this? You can't. Can you see that logo? Wait. This is this is what we call a plug. It's a plug yours? right there. <sighs> Setting up your meeting for Facebook. Okay. It says live on Facebook. Now we're live on Facebook. Now we're live. Oh, we are. Let's say live. Are we though? Yeah. Let's let's do that. I'll. You know, you messed up the intro on the first one, so I'll do this one. Is it possible for your ears to sweat? Because my ears are sweating profusely. But yes, we're we're live. Yes, I know this. It said live for F quite some time. I done it. I did a thing. <laughs> Such a jackass. Yeah, dude. All right, everybody. This is the second episode of the Clapped Out Live situation. We still have to come up with a tricky name for this this weekly rendition. I don't know what we need to call it. But uh, we are live i'm waiting for the comment section on facebook to come up too i don't know if you have it in front of you it's, fine. it's finally up cool so you guys are live clapped out episode two today we're going to turn that off rye i can hear me in the background rye mm -mm, that's not me it's it's i can hear it it wasn't me it's totally you your captain's hat is deceiving uh, <laughs> you're not a fixture of authority so episode two, we are live. Today's episode is brought to you by Fabit Fabrications. Uh, that is uh, Matthew. I don't know. I don't want to pronounce your last name. It's Grunwald. I can't. I'm going to mess it up. Big Maddie, El Matarino. Um, and we're going to start off the show with talking about that specifically. And then we are going to pass it over to Rye because Rye, he actually did homework. Thanks, bud. I did. That's what I do. Yeah. He did homework, dude. I didn't expect him to do homework. And old Rybert went home and he did some work. I do dude, stuff. We're actually prepared this week, which is awesome. So, Rye, if you could, I don't have the ability to pull up the website for fabitfab.com. Yes. Um, that's F-A-B-B-O-T. So, go ahead and pull that out. We're going we're gonna to jump in this week. The... First topic of discussion is going to be our product of the week. 
And the product of the week this week is the Fabit AR5 to LS slash small block Chevy, the bell housing kit and the adapter plate that he produces and sells. Um, so we're going to start off there and then we're going to jump back to a little bit of, I guess, politics, but not the type that have been blasting the websites and the Facebooks and the medias. A little bit different of politics. Right? And what do you think about what is give them a brief synopsis? Uh can we double back? Are you sure on that website? Yeah, F A B B O T F A B dot com. Oh Fabot. Yes. Fabot. The, B, the, the B is awfully close to the G on there. So it is, yes. <laughs> God, I apologize. To <laughs> I got to address the elephant in the room. Come on, I'm not the only one. I, I knew I could. I felt that it was gonna come out at some point. But <laughs> go ahead. That's a, a 30 day ban. Thanks a lot, Rye. You, I didn't. You. We didn't say the word. And we're next topic. Pull the website up. You <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm trying to bear with us, guys, because we're very new to this, or at least I am. Logan's somewhat of an expert here. And switch camera, switch camera, switch okay, camera. so you can <laughs> in the background, or I can talk real talks. So, um, boom, here we go. I'm gonna, right, so I'm gonna dial this back a few weeks. And, um, a few weeks ago, I was look at look at this, YouTubers, look at this. Uh, you can guess what we're gonna talk about with his bookmarks up there. Man, you're such an amateur, right? Yeah, yeah okay. dude. cool, yeah, cool. So Let's dial it back a few weeks. A few weeks ago, or actually about a couple months ago at this point, I started a notchback build, an LS uh, T56 build for a streetcar. And I purchased a T56 from a, a person on the internet. And this person I had purchased from a, tra a transmission from him before. And I paid for the transmission. And then a week goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by, four weeks go by. And I keep getting a bunch of basically BS. Like, oh, it shipped this day. It shipped this day. Couldn't give me a tracking number. It turned into this whole ordeal. I absolutely hate blasting people um, online because it just turns into a big just shit fest back and forth. So I finally just posted up and I said, hey, man, I don't care about the transmission anymore. I just want my money back. I got my money back from this guy. And in the meantime, I got set up with uh, Matthew, the uh, owner proprietor of Fabit Fabrications. I hope I'm saying that right. If it's FabBot or Fabit, but either way. Probably emphasis on the bot. It'll, yeah, because it's all caps fab and then bot. So I'm sure it's fab, bot, whatever. Anyway, um, it's actually not whatever. It's pretty dope. So a good friend of mine named Will, Will runs a page called Stance East. And Will hits me up. He's, he's like, hey, man, why don't you just run this AR5 transmission? And I had no clue what the hell an AR5 transmission was before this. And they come in like the Chevy Colorados and the Canyons. And they come in the, the slingshots. And they come in uh, the solstices. With a side of ugh. So, so he turns me on to this guy, and I look at his product line. I'm like, it's all super, super cool looking stuff. I don't know Sorry. anything about machining. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Turned on, guys. Continue. You got anything else? You got anything else to interject with before we no. look at, like all six of our viewers today? <laughs> no. Such a dumbass. Keep it going. <laughs> You're such an idiot. So uh, actually back out of the website for a second, Robert, because this is a whole, we've got to take him on a journey. Um, so anyway, I start talking to Matthew about my combination via Will. So shout out to Will from Stancy's for setting this up. And Matt was really, really helpful with the whole situation. And I said, look, I don't, I don't have T56 money at this point. Like I don't want to spend – it's insane to me. Have you looked at what T56s are selling for, Rye? It's insane. Like – you're what? paying you're paying like two grand for like an LT one. Yeah, like, completely useless. Like these crackhead prices. Like there's people that are like, all right, came out of a two hundred and sixty thousand mile car, grinds first, second, third, fourth, fifth, doesn't have sixth or reverse, twenty six hundred shipped. <laughs> Good luck. Like, what? So uh, I was just I was sour on the idea of doing a T fifty six. Didn't want to do an auto, and then this AR five idea got dropped in my lap. So I hit up uh, Matt. Actually, we, we get put in a group chat and we start talking back and forth. And I end up picking up his, basically his complete uh, adapter setup. So it's a, you can pull the site back up. Um, if you go over to the homepage, Rye, you'll see the FabBot NextGen AR5 to LS transmission adapter. It's the billet plate. If you can yep. pull that picture up, pull that up. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember how I did. Just it. go ahead, just go ahead and pull that up. If you could just pull that up, <laughs> just like that. What about that whole middle ground where I <laughs> forgot what I was doing? <laughs> it's okay. You probably saw some, like a shiny ball bouncing around the room, and you just oh, lost your train of thought. Squirrel, shiny balls. Someone say balls. <laughs> shiny squirrel balls. Yeah. Um. Okay. So if you look at that's the bell housing. That's not the the plate. But go to the homepage. So this kit. What you can do is you can buy an AR5 transmission, like car-part.com, they used like whatever, every salvage yard rocks the stuff. You can buy one of these transmissions. I paid $200 for my transmission, um, and the, which is insane compared to a T56. I paid 200 bucks for this transmission. And then if you look at, yeah, there you go, click on that. So this adapter plate, and then that's the clutch slave, how, the little circle is the clutch slave piece. All you need is that and a 4L60 bell housing. Thing. There's a couple other small nuances and differences with the AR5s that came in different chassis. Let, let's let's double back to the fact that people basically give away 4L60 bell housing. So oh yeah, yeah if, you can uh, you can grab on ABN. You all right there? <laughs> my mind is going and my mouth can't do my mind. You gonna get that one out there? Okay. My mind doesn't do my mouth. So people who talk about like 420 bucks may seem steep for an adapter, but when you're talking about an AR5 transmission, which is 200 if you bucks can, for real, a couple hundred bucks, a $420 billet, precisely machined adapter, and then a bell housing, which is essentially a throwaway because you know how much we love 4L60E memes because they are the truth. Yeah, garbage. <laughs> oh man. I think you're doing a swap on a 4060 at your house right now, aren't you? I am. I have one sitting outside, and he's rebuilding, and he's like, hey, what uh, What should I do with this 4060 to make it live? And I said, um, put an 80 behind it. Put like, an 80. <laughs> not do this. Um, your money, so bud. That is, <laughs> so this is the direction I went. And you can look at the website. It's really fluid. You can add all the kit, all the parts of the kit that you want. If you want to change it up, add a bell housing. Um I purchased the the bell housing, the plate, I, everything I needed. Um, the pricing alone was enough for me to say, yeah, let's rock and roll on that. So, and you can see yeah, right there, you can decide which transmission you got it out of or what, where your trans with the donor came out of. So if you add it all up, um, I'll have less than a thousand dollars total into everything. So the transmission, the bell housing, the adapter plate, the slave plate, the slave cylinder, all of that stuff. Monster clutches, Steve Addison, shout out to Monster Clutches too, because I still had the uh, the triple disc. So Monster and I, well, I should say they, they stepped up huge for my RX-7 and they were like, hey man, we want you to go race on our clutch. And I'm like, Steve, you're really attractive as a man. And he's like, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> he sends me, sends me a clutch and I, I went to the dyno and then exploded my engine. And I was like, hey, Steve, you're still attractive, but I'm, I'm probably going to put an automatic in my car. XO, XO. XO, XO. And he was super chill about it, which is awesome. But anyway, Monster Clutches is on board too, still the notchback, which is awesome. Um, anyway, less than $1,000 into a trans where I'm, I, my other option was spend a million dollars on a t56 magnum like everything you could do to it trans off the shelf or a crackhead t56 that somebody wanted 25 it's, it's, or it's so hard to put build a powerful car with three pedals in this day and age and be able to do it on a budget like you, you yeah. can't beat it so shout out to fab Ott. great yes. job guys Yes, big uh, thank you to those guys. They're dope. Appreciate Jason Swain wants to know, what's the difference between AR5 and a T56? T56, obviously, is a six-speed. Uh, fifth and sixth are overdrive. AR5 is a five-speed transmission commonly found in the Colorados and the Canyons. You can also find them in, like, the Pontiac Solstice. I barely got that one out. Um, the Saturn, what did you say, Sky? And yeah, then, the Saturn Sky and the Pontiac Solstice. And then slingshot is the Polaris, yeah. right? Yeah, the Polaris slingshot. They have yes. the Echo the Echo. Echo. Who cares? Dude, there's. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, there is a huge, huge niche behind those little four cylinders. Like there's guys. Like, oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. The, in the off road world, I've seen him out in Cali for sure. Like the two o two point two, the the Eco. Now you got me doing Echo Tech. Whatever it is, I don't care. That's yeah. the four cylinder. <laughs> gm but ugh. yeah so you're, you're the, most commonly going to find them in a colorado or a canyon if you can find those things in a pickup part in a junkyard 
and you can snatch the transmission out. So if you ever go to LKQ or wherever and you see a Colorado or a Canyon, look, I feel like you remember what happened with LSA blowers when they oh, yeah. got the shit and they were like a hundred bucks and people were just buying them for scrap. Yep. Mark my words. That's what's going to happen when people start catching on to this stuff with the AR5 transmission. That's what's going to happen to this thing. Cause that transmission can hold a somewhat decent amount of power from what I hear. So, yeah, so the only thing he told me was just don't try to power shift the two, three, or the three, four. I can't remember. I, I'm not going to pay attention. I'll probably <laughs> break it on purpose. Yeah. Like, we're all, I'm already going to try to break the engine with as much nitrous as I can. Oh, shout out Nitrous Express. Right. 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 Uh, two, three, three, four. Yeah, right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Hey, the mannerisms with your hands will go very well in the audio only version of this podcast. <laughs> As for our listeners at home, he was pretending like he wasn't paying attention just now. Yes. But, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, Caleb Wisher. I knew Caleb was going to jump in here. So, Caleb Wisher, I worked with Caleb at Brian Tooley Racing, and Caleb has a Colorado. It was a twin-turbo LS build. Originally, it was LSA, then twins. And then he sold everything, including the Power Glide, to me. And he put that Echotech 2.4 liter in it with an AR5. And that's what he's building right now. That's what I was going to mention. So he's got like a single turbo Echotech. Building. Again, he's doing air quotes, people. You can't yes, see that. Is. But on video, he just did air quotes. You're basically building a rear wheel drive Cobalt. Um, I, Caleb, I feel like that's a call out. So you've got a C10 that you're working on, right, Rye? Yeah, I'm not going to put a four-cylinder anything in it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I think you should voice? Wait, wait. Why does your voice get so high? Well, it's just how I talk when I'm defending a a good friend (laughs) like Caleb Wisher. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. What you talking about? Um, Yes, everyone's – Joe Meek, I'm going to go hoard these transmissions before (laughs) the word gets out. Yes, they're dirt cheap. There was like six or seven of them within 30 miles of me for two, 250 at most. So (laughs) – don't sleep on the AR5, and sh- again, shout out to, to FabBot for, for hooking that up. Um, and again, we're also going to try to explode the engine with the help of Nitrous Express and NX Gonzo Video, which we are big fans and friends of. Aaron, what's up, dude? What up, homie? Damn, Caleb Wisher hit you. Could be worse, could be a Mustang, is what he said. Ooh, accurate statement. It's okay, we'll pause for the death. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man truck on truck death match i love that david varner drinking team is checked in david varner is here everybody <laughs> Woo! we got import drag solutions in the chat what is up david good to see you brother even the eBay price, shipping included for an AR5 is only $380. Aaron Get the Riggs. hell out of here. Are you serious? I swear to God, dude. I'm not kidding. When I bought it, I was blown away at how cheap those transmissions are. You could buy four of them and blow them up repeatedly at the track. I, I searched high and low. When I had that uh, 01 Mustang GT with a – well, I gave the transmission to my neighbor, but I searched high and low for one. I was like, here, you can have this trans. Just buy me one of these AR5s. Never yeah. can find one. Love you too, David, by the way. I love you too. XOXO. Um, Hey, while I'm in the spirit of plugging people, before we go to our next topic, uh, Import Drag Solutions, David Varner, John Rogers, the whole squadron over in Ohio, um, they have, I don't know if you guys are into imports like I am, because I am awesome, but they have dropped their 8.8 inch solid, is that 88 inch, right? That's what it is? Explain the 88 to me, Rye. What does that mean? 8.8 inch is the size of the ring gear in a Ford rear axle. Yeah, you're so smart, dude. I love having you. You're like my Al Borland. It's the girth, if you will. So they have dropped their S14. So that's a 95 to 98 240SX. They dropped their solid axle swap kit also here recently. So instead of rocking the IRS where you got to do all this BS to make it work right, you can literally just buy their kit and drop a, a Mustang 8.8 in the back end of your car and go. They were going consistent 1.1s in, I think, John's car this past weekend. I saw a couple out of 19s. It's still an IRS, so it's got to be out of a O. No, 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 no. It's, it kills the IRS. It's a solid axle. Ah, sick, man. So, very nice. They were in the 20s, and the, I think they went teens with IRS too, but the consistency of a solid versus IRS – and I'm sure the bar adjustments are much easier because they actually have them. Yes. <laughs> just shock adjustments. Um, and yes, John, we are still going to make videos. This is just a weekly thing because we're rise lazy and I'm not. 
That's all I got, okay? I'm done rambling, and this is a little unstructured, but we have the meat of the show to get to. It's kind of what we're here for. So uh, I thought we were live earlier, but first and foremost, well, second, third most? Third most. Doesn't matter. Look, hey, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Uh, Just throwing out there. Logan's not a dad, so he's going to tune out at this point in time. But seriously, happy Father's Day. I got three beautiful daughters, and it was absolutely amazing day for me today. So shout out to all the pops out there. Dad, you're not very tech savvy, so I doubt you'll ever see this. But if the off chance that you make it this far into a podcast, um, happy Father's Day to you, sir. Logan, would you like to say happy Father's Day to your dad, or do you want to be the piece of shit son you've always been? I just texted my dad just now, actually, while you were doing that. He has right. a he has a Razor flip phone. Um, <laughs> so can you get texts? <laughs> But I did, um, yes, that was, it was, it was a very emotional Happy Father's Day from you, and I, and thank you for your service. Or I'm getting them confused. What am I supposed to praise you for this episode? Your service to this, I feel like it's constantly like a thank me, I'm Rye deal. <laughs> Just thank me for existing, okay? How's that? We'll, we'll now, go with that. <laughs> yes, I want to shout Terry King Tarrant out because without all, yes, his middle name is really King. God, what a boss name, dude. Uh, dude, he's What happened boss. to you? Your dad is so rad. And there's yeah, you. He is. Yeah, my dad is a very rad dad. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a great dude. And <laughs> well, you look like you just saw something, right? Are you good? Huh? I don't know. You look <laughs> Anyway, I uh, just wanted to shout uh, my pops out, Terry King Tarrant. Thank you. I know he's probably not watching this right now live, but um, he's probably, he, dude, he does a ton of thrifting. The man like thrifts 365 days a year. And then he goes out, he has an eBay store where he sells all his thrift goods and they're here. I mean, like, this is a good. Oh, no. My maker's Mark and Diet Dr. Pepper. Yes. Had a cap, didn't spill. Oh, <laughs> I heard it. Everybody heard it. This is a Terry King Tarrant special. So he'll buy stuff like this. If you guys can't see, you guys that are listening to this, you can't see what he's holding up. One is a fish that looks like, you know those fish you have on the wall, you push the button and it goes, Take me to the river, put me in the water. That's what he sent me. Anyway, Um, your dad and my late mother would get along very well. That's not the shade. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know well, he would. Stop that right there. But my mom was a thrifty mofo as well. Yes. Okay. Enough of the emotions. All Woo! right. So, Quiet out, dude. Let's move on to the topic. And that is, Rye, what are we talking about today? Okay. So uh, let's talk about the goings on. Shout out to you. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Did we send Josh the meeting ID? No. Oof. Okay. I'll text it to him. You keep talking. Okay. So shout out to I'm going to – I came up with this. I wrote this joke down. The – tallest man on youtube james tall last night yeah i see you smiling because it's a terrible joke no james- no i'm smiling because i'm so stoked about james <laughs> killing it so if you guys don't know who james tall is you may just know him as james or dr spraymall over on cletus's channel last night uh garrett and the boys down there in florida put on their uh, burnout right. kings Come on! the chair sorry pay-per-view and james absolutely crushed it and now is a three-time reigning champ in their burnout king series which is basically a very informal thing but uh he was repping clapped out and we're super stoked for him and super proud of his accomplishments so shout out to james man we this kid does not have to do anything for us but he just so here's the deal with james like he doesn't have to buy stuff from us we told him like hey dude we'll just send you stickers and shirts James is such a boss that he like sneaks into the orders and puts fake names in there now to actually just buy stuff from us. I think the I last can't wait for the four thousand people that are gonna be like, "Why would you send me free stuff?" Thanks, right? <laughs> God, God is so dumb. <laughs> talk to me when you're on a two million YouTube channel. But James, the last one I think he posted was like, Shh, "Don't tell my wife I do what I want." Was the name on the order, but. Uh, like literally blew the tires out of the truck in less than a minute. And I think he windowed the block. He sent it hard as anything. So if you guys watched that thing last night, dude, it was effing rad. And I don't, I had a time I shut up for a second. Shut your mouth. I don't know how don't, we don't, can... don't talk over me. I don't listen. I, I, I interrupted. Don't, don't do that. Don't 
freaking do that, dude. My question to you, Rye, because I really can't remember. I don't remember how we became such good friends with James. Like, it was just a fluid relationship situation. Like, bromance off the bat. Like I, I think what it was is when we were at Streetcar Takeover and uh, they threw the – or they grenaded the tensioner or the idler. Oh, the idler Leroy. Yeah. And you – sent yours surprisingly <laughs> yours lived because you thought 7200 rpm was the two-step the only time i've ever raced garrett mitchell the only time i've ever said heads up with garrett mitchell it was in a four wide race at z max dragway no, no 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 this was round one a stick shift and he blew my sphincter out of my body yes. because i even if i didn't launch off rev limiter I was holding, I thought I was holding my two-step button when I was stick shift, and I, I was not. I was holding my line lock button, and I blew the tires off, and I'm like, stupid car won't hook. And I pulled the data, I'm like, oh. Oh, but uh, hang on, you didn't pull the data that day. You're like, oh, no, I don't, don't have weeks later. I don't have my laptop, so whatever. That's exactly how it sounded. I was such a bitch about it. It's and then um, that pass, I think Garrett, yeah, he destroyed his idler pulley, and then it was James and I working on the RX-7 to get the pulley off so Garrett could make the next round. Yep. And then I forgot. I didn't forget. I knew. But I was there with BTR, and Jared Kokenauer was running in stick ship class two. And Jared's like, are you going to just give him your – you could have just – you're just going to give him your part so he can keep racing? <laughs> I'm like, I am not helping the home team on this one at all, am I? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, James. And um, shout out IDS. He's on IDS as well. Yeah, import drag solutions, killing it. Uh, I should note too, Rye, the other thing we need to talk about, I don't mean to breeze over James, but before we get into the, the situation you want to talk about, we need to talk about something very, 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 very viral that has ha had occurred yesterday. And I think you know where I'm going with this. You probably don't because you're dumb. Let's talk about the Derek Kelly roll dig race that went down yesterday. And I want to explain to everybody, like, what happened and uh and what went down because it was so disappointing and not because of any lack of effort i mean everybody was trying but the, what's that go. just keep, sum it up in one you got me or you you uh, i mean okay, me. good me, so no, Derek Dar kelly street car takeover locks in with a twin turbo h pattern viper philip i believe his name is the deal is Derek Kelly's at a dead stop at the tree in the beams and the Viper gets up to a 60 roll. And when the Viper gets next to Derek, they leave together at the end of the quarter mile, whoever wins wins. And they came to final, uh, final agreements at the, at the driver's meeting between Derek Kelly, Patrick, I think his name is Patrick. I'm probably butchering this. What's Irrelevant. Either way. Uh, Philip No, it's Philip, Philip, Michael King. There's, Oh, maybe his name is King too. Dope name. Anyway, Viper and Derek Kelly, <laughs> they, um, the deal was Sick. the deal was that Derek would be already ready to rock. When the light goes green on the tree, the Viper leaves, and then Derek gets on his two steps. So that by the time the Viper gets next to Derek, he wouldn't be burned down. They leave together, make a clean hit. Whoever wins, wins. Well, the Viper got held up and didn't leave on green. And for reasons I don't know, somebody said that the track official held him up, and someone else said something. I don't care why or when or what. Either way. The Viper basically burned Derek down uh, on purpose or not. I don't think it was on purpose. And by the time Derek was on the two-step for like 12 seconds, he gets off the two-step and he's like, dude, I'm not, I'm roasting my trans. The Viper makes a hit. Well, the Viper lets out at like a little past half track. He gets on the brakes, gets crazy squirrely and makes one hell of a save, crosses center in the midst of all this. And as he crosses center, that's a forfeit. The rules say you can't cross center. So on a technicality, Derek Kelly won. I know Derek Kelly did not want to win like that. Derek Kelly is one of the most grassroots racers you could ask for. He's out there to make hits. He's not out there just to take money for no reason. He, the dude went on a 25-mile street cruise before even letting it cool for, I think, 15 or 20 minutes and putting it in a lane with the Viper. Yep. Um, but that's when all the drama started out. Everyone's getting, yeah, it's a BS win, blah, blah, blah. But both the racer, the Viper, and Derek and his Mustang, we're just like, no, we're all good. We're going to do, I think they're going to do it again at Indy. Um, and while we're on the subject of plugs, that Mike Lau racing engine, <laughs> Derek Kelly's notches, dude, I can't, I mean, I could spend the next 20 minutes jerking off Mike Lau, but I probably shouldn't. So, I mean, I sh should I, or should I not? That's a different show. Yeah, it is. Clapped out late night. Put the kids to sleep and turn on the TV. After hours. They call him soft hands clamp. Yeah, you can't see that one on YouTube or Facebook. 
Nick Dozer. Viper was going to get clapped anyways. I agree. It, it, it did not – 60 miles an hour looks like 12 from the video. It doesn't look – it. I don't know. I feel like it could have been a, a, a slaughterhouse if Derek and them left together. I really think it would have just proven a point to everybody – on the planet, like roll versus dig racing, you know what I mean? Like 60 to like that 60 to 130 measurement is such a standard for so many highway. I mean, how many times has Josh thrown that stuff in our face? Look, yeah, 60 to 130 times. Which brings me to my next point, Robert. Should we recreate this race with Josh versus you? <gasps> Ooh, I think we should. I think Josh. I think I mean even if Heath has to wheel it because he's afraid to drive. By the way, I sent him the meeting. I don't think he's joining. Dude, um, he'll do it. I'm so down to bust his ass. Well, that is the <clears throat> the synopsis of drama uh, from that whole deal. Viper lost on a technicality. They're gonna rerun it. Derek Kelly's got giant balls um, for wanting to do that anyway, and he couldn't rerun it that night because the man had to change the gear because he was running two separate classes that evening yep. as well, which I believe he took the dub and bolt. I, think Correct, was, I could be wrong. I think he – I know he went, I think, to the finals or quarterfinals in street racer, but he, he went definitely rounds uh, in the street racer category. Which street racer is basically the, the quarter-mile cream of the crop at streetcar takeover. That's the fastest yeah. class that you can go to. It is um, wild. So that is all for the current events and drama and product of the week. Now we can get to Rise subject matter – which he's worked so heavily on. Take it away, Robert. Welcome back to Rise of the Studio. Thanks, no, Tom. So, <laughs> such a nerd, dude. Super corny, right? I know. Uh, everybody's cringing now. So, have you paid any attention to this? I know we talked about it. The B is for Build guy. His name is Chris Steinbacher. I'm probably butchering that. So, B is for Build is a YouTube channel. Um, Steinbacher. The, the premise of his whole channel is basically he's like, they buy wrecked cars, mostly from Copart auctions, and then bring them back to life. And he's done recently some somewhat rad cars, a couple Lamborghinis, Nissan GTRs, stuff like that. So the most recent build that he was working on was basically taking a 19, I think it was 67 Mustang body and transplanting it onto a lighter model Coyote car, like 2011, 2012, something like that that got wrecked. And he was going to convert it into a GT500 style. Like, don't say the, do not say the name. We can talk about it because we're media, right? I, I, mean, just, I don't know, man. I don't want them to come repossess my webcam and my mic. Again, uh, gone in 61 seconds, like a yes. movie that's less than that. Uh, okay. The Bellinor. Be <laughs> Bellinor Mustang. So he got in a bunch of hot water with this whole deal. And I didn't know this. And I had to go back and do some research. Basically, he had 14 videos on YouTube. All of a sudden, boom, they're gone. And it was kind of like a mystery why all of a sudden all the videos about this Mustang build were gone. But uh, essentially, so the dude that originally made the Gone in 60 Seconds movie, the original one like from the 70s, died in 89 shortly after he married his wife, who's a real... See you next Tuesday. Oh, here we go. Sorry, and our attorneys will have a great time with this libel and BS you're throwing out, you moron. So she won the estate, right, for uh, the rights to the Bellinor Muffstank. And <laughs> <laughs> she literally beat out. So this dude had 11 siblings. Like, his mother was a – never mind. Um so beat out his 11 siblings for the rights to Bellinor. And I can't do it. The Eleanor. Let's just be, I don't care. We're going to get sued I anyway. I, I know. I'm, I'm just telling you. Okay. So Eleanor Mustang. Basically, this dude, he was trying to build like his dream car, the gone in 60 seconds Eleanor Mustang. And because he called it an Eleanor on YouTube, and he makes money off of YouTube, he basically got sued for copyright infringement and they took the car. Like, and they waited until he was done with the car and it was running and driving and seized it. Smooth. Level 5,000. <laughs> like, Let him finish the – it's like the lawyers all got together and they're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Everybody – shut up, Carl. Shut up. Hey, shut but, up. but what if we – No, we Carl, shut up, Carl. Here's no? 
Here's like, what we're gonna Carl, I swear to God, get out of the room. But if here's he keeps making more videos, he's going to make more sure. money. Yes, that's fine, Carl, but here's the plan. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Finish the series. Finish the car. Uh-huh. When the last coat of clear sprayed on that MFR, that's when we take it. We just don't want to get it. That's when we pounce. That's what he did. That's when we pounce. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that. Ah, I totally get it. All right. So, yeah, uh, the automotive equivalent to Carol freaking Baskins basically took this dude's car. Who's you know, he's a hardworking dude trying to make some money off of YouTube, but man, I, I feel, I, to, I feel I'm going to leave it to the comments on that. How do you all feel about? Okay, let's just take it from a different take it from a different standpoint. Okay, um, you spend. Six, let's call it a year of your life, two years of your life, building your car, and you're making money on it on YouTube, which, by the way, Clapped Out makes so much money on YouTube. I think, what did we clear last year? Like $1,200 for the year between three people. So we're rich. Tens, um, tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. But you're making money. I'm sorry. You're building this car as a number one. Number two, you're making a small amount of money on YouTube. I'm sure B is for build makes a good amount of money doing it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is when you're finally done, you turn the key. Rye, what are you doing when they come to seize it? I'm putting it in the wall as hard as I can. As hard as you can. <laughs> Immediately. Like, oh, this whole thing? Limiter, wall, scent. Like, hey, uh, how uh, is that concrete? Is that kind of footer uh anywhere below the soil level or is that just above ground above ground and, and for my next video oh you guys see I'll, I'll take it on the other 14th videos but i was just about to film the 15th where <laughs> i we, can't we test the crash test rating of this fucking thing I, I would be furious and he's got some pretty good quotes out there uh he got interviewed oh man where's this thing at i'd I do know that I – so he didn't want to give his opinion on the whole situation, but he goes, I do know that I can give my opinion on the team at GoneIn60Seconds.com, and I can tell you they are terrible people parading around as car people with a history of being lawsuit-happy dickheads. Time out, Rye. Can you think of anyone else that may be like that that we shouldn't say out loud? Mm. I can. Continue. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to throw random – what are they talking about in there? I feel like there's a group of people. What's another name for a group of people? Anyway, oh, keep going, uh, keep going, keep going. That's right, it's a society. Uh, just the most unpleasant, terrible people I've ever had the misfortune to deal anyway, with. Anyway, next topic, shut up. We can edit this after the fact. Don't yell on the microphone. Don't talk over me. Don't do that. That's unprofessional. You're better than that. This is great. I love this. This is a great episode. Jesus. So... B is for build, got taken to the damn cleaners, and sucks for him. I don't know how I'd react to that, man. I really don't. I don't know how I would react. Like, if someone came to get the FD, I'd probably let him have it. Honestly, I'm sick of that car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, but for real, I don't – I would love the public's opinion on this, okay? So if you guys are watching, we got 40, 50 people tuned in right now, which is actually above average for us. Um, if this is your car, what are you doing when they come to repossess it after everything you've done? Yeah, you basically poured your heart and soul into this thing, and now somebody's like, nah, that's mine, because you named it. You put a name on it. Like This dude, this Carol Baskin sued Carol Shelby. And I've heard Carol Shelby's not the nicest guy in the history of car people, but even Carol Shelby lost the rights to this car. Like, he invented the GT500. It makes yeah. zero sense in my book. Zero I sense will, how you have the rights to it. <laughs> I will say, real quick, while we're on the subject of Carol Shelby and Father's Day, um, Carol Shelby, back in the day, Carol Shelby had his own chili. And, uh, oh, I remember this. My father, Terry Tarrant, actually worked with Carol Shelby on his chili stuff. I don't know. My dad's an art director, so he does uh, advertising and stuff. And that's what he did uh, professionally for a very, very long time. And he worked with Carol Shelby directly and had nothing but nice things to say about him because he never met him. He only worked with like, his extended team that he sent in. I, guess. I don't know. I have no idea. But 
Never had any bad to say about him or his chili. So the man's got great chili. I can't wait to meet your dad and question him on all the accolades that you have lied about over the oh, years. Oh, so many. There's so many. I lie, I lie all the time. It's like my day-to-day. He's... Vinny Barker says he would shit on the hood and set it on fire. Wait, wait, no, don't don't change the subject. So your dad's okay. an art director. Yes. A thrifter. Yes. A bus driver. Uh-huh. Work with Carol Shelby. Vietnam War veteran. Vietnam War veteran. Yep. Chili uh, connoisseur. He also worked with Ray Kroc of McDonald's. So there's that. Oh, and did some of the original design work for the McDonald's crew. So the Ronald and the Grimace and the Hamburglar and all of that. We used to have like the original sculptures from those guys. And then uh, he was like, yeah, I don't need them. And he sold them. On- <laughs> True story. So your dad is the reason I was crawling around in the head of a hamburger when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. He also worked on the Be Like Mike campaign for Gatorade for a while, which was dope. <laughs> but here's the thing that sucked about that. So Papa, Papa Tarrant, he'd get on the Metro in the morning, go to Chicago to work for, like, Leo Burnett, Foot Cone and Belding, these, these advertising companies downtown. And it was the Be Like Mike spots that were shooting at that time. He'd go, whatever, they'd go to the place where they make commercials, the, the, the set. I don't know what the hell you call that. Um, and, uh, it was while Jordan was playing baseball. So, he oh, was, I remember that when yeah, he was playing socks. Yeah. He'd come home with Jordan baseball cards and I'm like, cool. I needed more toilet paper pops. Appreciate it. <laughs> care about that. Give me a rookie basketball card, bro. I'll wipe with Mike's face. Yeah, dude. Um, and be sure to hide a mold of my man junk somewhere. Vinny Freda on the <laughs> Eleanor. <laughs> they get into their shop. It's just a bunch of just. Sculpture oh, yeah. dicks. I would draw dicks all over that car. Yeah. So, speaking of tall dad tales, I used to tell people that, uh, you know the song, Owner of a Lonely Heart? Owner of a Lonely And then there's yeah. like the, the synthesizer, the I used to tell people that my dad wasn't in the band, but he was just like hanging out with them in the studio. And he just like smashed the synthesizer and did the little thing. That's amazing. And they'd be like, can't. oh my God, it's got to be in the video or in the music. <laughs> so I'd be like, my dad wrote this part. And yeah, how, like, how do you refute that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So out of, I tell people that all the time. I even tricked my own wife into believing that. For me. Oh, dude, did you did you just blow your spot up? No, she. I told her, I was like, hey, I'm, I was just kidding. But I wish I would have let it ride until she met my dad. She actually just chimed in that you told her that story on one of your first dates. Yep, definitely Damn. did. Hook, line, and sinker. That's what got it came, right there. It came on the radio. I'm like, hey, my dad wrote this part. God, we were just lying our way to the top. Owner of a lonely heart. My dad was... Uh, was all right, the, all right. In the, okay. in, the credits. in the credits. I'll story top you right now. You want a story top? I'll story top. Oh, you are a one-upper all the time. Every day. I don't hide the fact, though. You know, I don't hide it. I just am. Terry Tarrant, in the 70s, lived in the Hollywood Hills. That's no joke. He was working for a company that refinished... This is a two-parter. He refinished the interiors and they designed back in the day. McDonald's had theme restaurants. Do you remember this rye? Like it was train sets and like dinosaur themes. And like you could go and they'd have a caboose. You could sit in like a train. Like, you don't remember this? I kind of, I just remember being hot and sticky. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is literally the title of your sex tape. So they had, um, (laughs) so they had these theme restaurants for McDonald's. And my dad worked with this dude, and they would do the interiors of these McDonald's and other fast food chains for, for uh, Ray Kroc and all these guys. Anyway, they're on, uh, they're at a site, and they're working on this interior. And one of the guys that's working on the interior with my dad is like, hey, man, this stuff that I guess when they would glue the leather to the backs of the, the seats or whatever, it would produce this film that they'd have to scrape off. And the guy would scrape this film off these seats and put them in a bucket and keep the stuff and then he would use that stuff to to freshen up the leather like it would shine the leather up so he goes to my dad and he's like this is car related by the way he goes to my dad and he's like terry a thousand bucks uh i'll let you buy in on this stuff and we can we can sell it to the masses and my dad was like nah i'm all good so google the original armor all logo oh, right now i knew it i knew it if you knew google it. the original armor all logo that is a terry tarrant design swear to god <laughs> This man could have owned half armor all. Dude. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Swear to God. Your dad is Forrest Gump. Yep. Your dad is oh, Forrest Gump. So He's everywhere. Fast forward. He's not at the same time. 
He's still on the west. He's still on the west coast. He's living in in Laurel Canyon in California. He's he's playing in a band called L.A. Clown. They they pitch a song called Terry's Disease. And I'll, I'll sing it for you. Well, it started with a little kiss, grew into a case of chap lips, but the sores never went away. They just grew and grew each day. You got Terry's disease. I swear to God, this song is called Terry's disease. And I'm listening to this song from a studio recording. And I hear this dude in the background. He's just like, Man, that's a great song. A very, like a really iconic voice in the background talking to the guys in the band. And I'm like, Pops, who the hell is that guy talking? He goes, well, that's Cassius Clay. Yeah, he trained up the road from us, and he'd come into the studio, and he'd hang out, and we'd just shoot the shit and kick it and have a couple beers. And Well, he wouldn't, but we would. And just, like, hang out with Muhammad Ali and, and sing songs. What yeah. the? Dude. Hopefully it's all lies. And when we both die and we're in heaven, and I could just yell at him for being like, <laughs> I really hope there's an afterlife so we can expose the truth on everything. Dude, how, how come – we don't have your dad singing all the clapped out intros. How come we don't have Terry on the live feed right now? We won't get sued anymore or copyright infringements ever again. Yeah, because it's all, well, we, that was us in the beginning. Yeah. Are you trying but, to get your dad on here right now? Yeah, I'm just going to call him. It's no big deal. <laughs> See if he answers. He probably won't. He does, has no idea what a live feed is, so he's going to watch this later and be like, what the hell? What the hell is going on here? Please answer. I'm just going to yell at him about not signing half of his life away for Armor All. Yeah, and, and how you missed out on the estate. And why did you have me as a child? I'm a failure, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's probably sleeping. He was thrifting all day. Uh, Spoolius Caesar says your dad needs his own documentary. Yeah, it's called Forrest Gump. Go watch it. It, it actually is pretty, it's pretty Forrest Gumpy, but... So I, we minus, went so off the rails here. <laughs> minus the, never mind. Yes, 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 yes. Please. Finish. I think I ruined your roommate's blanket, Jenny. I'm oh, sorry about your blanket, Jenny. <laughs> oh my God. That, uh, happy Father's Day. It's a father-centric theme. So uh, how about the time, what did your dad buy? You bought you a car and you sold it behind his back. I did. So my dad bought me a, well, let me borrow in 1989 Ford Bronco 2. What did you do with that Bronco 2, right? So I drove by a Ford dealership, or no, it was a Dodge dealership actually, and there was a 2002 F-150 Lightning. Not how much you love it when I say F-150 Lightning. Sitting in the parking lot, I rolled in there, and I was like, I like this truck. And I traded it in, and I got $1,200 for an 88 Ford Bronco 2. So you just traded a car in that your dad gave you without his permission. Yeah, and my dad was super pissed. Yes. Don't blame him. Yeah. But I would be salty. Right. Can't wait to see the drag race with you at the war run in November. I am going to bring this up because I am betting on the other team. Because I don't think you're going to be able to do a damn thing at this race, Rye. Go ahead and bet on the other team. I got some plans. Okay. Rye went on a podcast. Uh, he cheated on our podcast. <laughs> He went on another podcast. Tell us about this, Rye. I want to hear about this again. Uh, so my buddy uh, Scott has a podcast called Big Scott's Shop Talk. A lot of chopper culture. He's big into vanning, and uh, he puts on an event called The War Run. And at The War Run... Stop touching your microphone or whatever you're hey, playing with. Shut your, stop talking over me. Are you done? I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. I'm over it. I'll wait. Are you done? So, <laughs> he's got an event called The War Run, and it's a chopper show, and they do mini bike races. And one of the guys that won the mini bike race is named David Kilkenny. Um, I went on Scott's podcast, and I talked a bunch of crap, said I was the fastest person that's ever been on their podcast, because you know what? I am. And you know I don't do this when you're talking. Do what? I don't sit here and like, I don't know, do make fun of your dad, like, hmm, write a novel. Or Nobody can about. see me on the podcast, dude. This is just for you and me. Yeah, well, it's the live feed, dude, so chill the F out. All right, I'm chill. I'm chill. Sorry. 
Yes. I so I got called out basically because I talked a bunch of crap and they wanted me to race him on mini bikes around a road course. I said, you know what? I don't do turns and uh, I'm not a motorcycle racer. So meet me halfway. We'll do a drag race. So basically I have to build a mini bike and on November, I believe it's 7th in Wilmington, North Carolina, I will be doing a best two out of three drag race, 330 feet for the gentleman by the name of David Kilkenny. And it's a heads up shootout and we'll see established dominance. I'm going to go to their world. I'm going to wreck it. So you've never raced, you've never raced a mini bike ever. I mean, I can ride, I have a Honda 50 sitting over there and I can ride that the back tire all day long. Which I, I've witnessed your mini bike skills and I will say you have them. I'm not trying to slight you. I am simply adding to the pot here that we have clapped out has a guy that doesn't live in this world. And I was kidding earlier. Rye is going to wreck. <laughs> What's the guy's name? I can't even remember him. What's his name? It doesn't matter. David killed mm-hmm. me. Dead no, man. Dead man Dave. Yeah, Dead man Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dead man Dave is going to get straight wrecked. And wait, so jockey weight. You told me we're lead vest in this guy. Tell me about that. Yeah, so he weighs... I, my, my call out is like, look, man, we're meeting halfway. I'm coming to your world. You come into my world. So fair is fair we have to maintain the same weight i walk around 245 pounds so the riders need to be 245 he walks around like 150 pounds soaking wet so he'll probably have heat stroke from wearing lead vests or whatever the hell it is he's putting on himself to to get up the weight so <laughs> wheelbase is the same no bitch bars no wheelie bars uh no power adders the motor has to be a six and a half horsepower predator based motor so harbor freight predator motor Outside of that, anything goes, uh, and that's yeah, that's it. So, so they they have the opportunity. So you guys obviously are both building this off the same engine. Yes. They are, do they already have theirs built and ready, and you got to come up with your own? He has a mini bike, but they do a little like road course mini bike deal. So what they but the pictures that I've seen for like their little uh, circuit course that they run is dirt and asphalt. Is they're putting these mini bike motors into like Honda CRF frames. So they have suspension and stuff like that, even though it's a mini bike, it has to be pole start. That's the other one too. So it's the term mini bike is used very, very loosely. Uh, It's just a motor with two wheels. Yeah, basically that's, Oh my God. So wheel, the rules are wheelbase has to be the same and we both have to weigh the same, no wheelie bars, no power adders. And that side of that, that's it. Um, We should probably go live for this race. Absolutely. Okay, Wilmington in November. Air is going to be su- no power adders, and but both. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of mixing, mix them ups on both sides because they already think they're the baddest that's ever been. With yes, these yes. So th- like I, when I got off the podcast, I went back and listened to it later, and they were in there like taking some jobs. Like, oh, I don't know if he knows how to build a mini bike. Like, <laughs> like come on, dude, are you serious? God. Yeah, I can make eight cylinders haul ass. You think making one and one gear hauls like haul ass is it hard? Get the fuck out of here. This is going to be very exciting for everybody. I think. I'm not going to say it's going to be a cakewalk. That's not what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it. I think it's going to be easy as hell. I think mean, you don't let me down. I think you go out there. You're going to spank him. Give him some baby powder at the finish line. Tell him dry up. We'll do it again. I, I got some. I got some plans that uh, basically this motor is going to be tuned to the point where. It'll kick the rod out of the cylinder by the time we're done with it, and I don't give a shit. God, so wait, let me ask this. On a technicality, if the first race you window your block, will you A, forfeit the race, B, have a spare block sitting <laughs> to swap in, or C, I don't know what C is, but what's the deal? If one of you guys blows the engine up first pass, what do you? what's the deal there? Uh, I'm, I'm going with C, which is probably where I pick the bike up and wear it on my back like a backpack, and I run to the finish line, and I kick him off of his bike. I feel like this would be the best possible scenario. Yeah. He's 150 pounds, and he's going to put a 100-pound weight on him. Like, he's not going gonna to be like a turtle on his back if I push him over. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, this, yeah, I'm excited as hell for this. Yeah, see, uh, Terry Barker, Baker, Dave is an AMA licensed racer. Last year was totally nuts. Yes, Dave is. I'm not going to take any anything away from Dave's skill set. He is an AMA, American Motorcycle Association, licensed racer for flat track racing. Oh, the, yeah. His, the, no, dude, I'm not. the dude's a beast. He yeah. can ride a bike. I totally give him that on two wheels, but 
This is the equalizer is straight line, power to weight. You're coming to my world, I'm coming to your world. So heads up and we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But uh, I, got, I got some confidence. I think he's confident because he's been like on mini bikes. He's like, well, they haul ass. Yeah, they haul ass when you only weigh 150 pounds. Strap on 100 pounds of weight and then let's see how much ass they actually haul. My, uh, I have a buddy that I grew up with, and, or didn't grow up with, but we met later in life, and he races, I, I guess you'd call it flat track. It's the Harleys that go in circles, right? Like yep. you just yep. wing it. His name's Brandon Gonzalez, and Brandon moved out to California, like was just like, yeah, I want to do it. And he just got in his, he had a Scion uh, FRS or a BRZ at the time, and he just got in his BRZ and drove all the way to Cali. And he has been killing it. He got a job out there. That's why he left originally. And he just started killing it out there. And he races these. And I'll see some of the still shots of that flat track stuff. And, dude, no way. You got to have brass balls to do yeah. that. Stuff. That's insane to me. So, other than us destroying you in a straight line, Dave, mad props for getting on a bike and doing that because I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it, it should be fun. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to mixing up with these guys. It's a, it's a different change of pace from – you know, what we do usually. So, and I, I, I like the idea of being able to go out there and get a little bit creative with a, a different type of build. I would, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess so with no power adders, there's really limited options. I, I mean, obviously there's probably going to be some fun on both sides of this. I'm sure they're going to go back to the drawing board and do everything they can to try to edge when, you out. When you look up like the amount of stuff, because those predator motors are using mini bikes and in go-kart racing, like sky is the limit with these things. Like there's guys making billet cranks and rods for what is essentially a hundred and fifty dollar motor. That um, Caleb, the kid that jumped in earlier with the AR5 conversation, yeah. he he got crazy with those engines too. I think I'm not sure if it's the same one, but yeah, he was he had little billet rod, billet crank, and I always thought it was crazy. It was insane to me, but I guess there's a huge market for it. Hell yeah! Uh, where are we? I'm trying to. Just keep talking so when i was uh eight years old i was sitting i was at, well actually no i was second grade before we moved from wayne illinois and i didn't i always had all, only buttons on my jeans i didn't have zippers and i was taking a pp in my classroom and i'm gonna just keep going to figure out what you're figuring out i was taking a pp in my classroom and i went to wayne elementary school okay why were you why were you peeing in the classroom well, i was getting to that point i was gonna get there and there so was there you go <laughs> There's the war run right there. War run five, 10 bucks to enter the mini bike race. Uh, Is that the mini bike right there? That, that's one of them. So these guys shred. That's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing what you guys do. If you put a sepia filter on that picture, I would think it's from 1968. I know the, the PBR shirt, the whole nine, the helmet, the helmet's sick. Yeah. That's what, so we're trying to figure out what to do for a wager. And they were like, Oh, you want to race for pinks? I was like, well, I don't think this mini bike is going to actually be my mini bike or stay my mini bike so nah but uh what i think we may have trying to do or what i'm trying to talk him into is maybe like we each do a custom helmet and we race for the rights to the helmet or something like that yeah and then next year try to reclaim it or something yep maybe sick make a bullshit trophy we'll see i'm looking forward Ooh. to it it should be fun well, i'll tell you this much i wouldn't get on that mini bike if you built it it'd be terrifying i couldn't get in anything i built you've, you've seen the quality and caliber of cars that i do i think both of us are a little imbalanced to get in anything we turn wrenches on and go as fast as we go this is true That's oh we... hold on this is going to be i think a good closing topic for today because we're running out of time yep this is something i want to talk about and it's something that i think is insanely impressive and unfortunately involves a guy named michael kurt Bunton. I'm going to pause for the laughter. So everybody, just get it out of your systems. <laughs> so uh, Button hits me out this weekend. Actually, earlier today, and he's like, are you going to talk about Ziff? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll talk. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then I go to Ziff. If you guys know Ziff Hudson, um, he, is a, he is a very, 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 very fast notchback. Um, it's probably one of the sexiest notchbacks on the planet. Oh my god, it. it looks so damn good, dude! It's a fucking show car. Here's the deal with Ziff. Ziff's got a small block. He runs Pro 275, which I, I look up the steps on that class. I don't know what it is, the weight, and what he has to run. But if you look it up, it's it's a it's a fairly even keel class from everything I can gather. Um, and Ziff's combination is fuel tech powered, um, button wired. So I 
I don't give him much credit there because Button's a moron. I hate him. Uh, <laughs> but um, Ziff goes 3-8-0 in a small block setup and goes like five, I think it was four or five rounds. I can't remember. Is it four rounds or five rounds before finals? Um, and every pass was like a low 380s pass. Like it was a bracket card. And it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Is this it right here? Yeah. Scroll down, Twins. Dieter's custom finishing, I think, did all the polishing on his engine bay. TKM uh, machine work and, and engine build in there. And, and Bunton wired it up. Uh, yeah, let's get out of that ad. Uh, and Bunton wired it up. And the car is straight up disgusting. This car is a 380s bracket car. Now, I'm going to flash back to like 2007, 2008. I grew up in the Chicago Burbs. And there was a racer in the Burbs known as Boost 12. His name is Joey Raviola. Um, and Joey made a comment to me about 10 years ago. I'll never forget it. Uh, King of the street was coming up and Joey tells me, if you're not going five Oh to the eighth, then just don't bother showing up. And in my head, I'm like, damn, that's flying. And that was, I mean, that was flying 10 years ago. If you're going five Oh, you were really doing something 10 years ago it, for, for small block stuff, you know? Um, and in the class in the, in the circles we ran in five Oh to the eighth was a very, very solid setup. And now these cars are going in the threes like butter. Like a 380 pass back to back to back is insane to me. I don't understand the amount of, of work and, and engineering and information and everything that has to go into that. And R&D, it's insane, dude. Oh, I'm going to hold my breath and wait for everybody to tell us eighth mile racing is lame. Yeah. Put, put someone in a car that goes 200 miles an hour in an eighth mile. And if you don't have shit in your pants, by the time you pull that shoot, I'll personally, I don't know, think of something awkward. That to them. <laughs> like, like how you no, call yourself. <laughs> dude, I don't like, it was always going to go straight sexual and I just didn't want to go there because <laughs> then it would just be all bad. But an eighties pass, I can't imagine. I mean, what's the fastest mile an hour you've gone to the eighth, right? Uh, hundred uh, eighth mile, hundred and thirty-two, roughly. So, when one forty, whatever in the in the RX seven. So let's just call it even one thirties, one forties. And when you click high gear, even when you click high gear at that, it's like, damn, this is going to be so scary. Yeah, you're you're pooping your pants. It's not a big deal when the car gets a little bit squirrely in first gear, maybe second gear. You're going about 60, 70 miles an hour. It'll make you pucker a little bit, but when it like when the car starts to step out at three digit speeds, it's, it's nuts. And I cannot fathom, like you're committed. I mean, I won't say it's crazy. Cause like, you're just, I want to say like, Oh, you're just along for the ride at that point. But that makes it sound like what this dude just did is easy. And he's just letting go of a button. Like, no, you're yeah. driving that thing, but there's a lot of fate involved in this and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But if, uh, if you can't appreciate zero to 200 plus miles an hour in 3.8 seconds, even though it's not a whole 1320, you, you have no idea what you're talking about in car world. Old boy took the Pro 275 win, 380 at 199 miles an hour. It is absolutely berserk to me that he was able to do it. This was at the – so Carolina Dragway, um, the Carolina Radial Tire Championship Summer Series or Summer Shootout, the – Small block nitrous class was there. Small block boosted class was there. Pro 275, $7,500 to the winner, 16 car minimum. So 16 car minimum. He went round after round after round. Never, ever had anything that wasn't just bottom line an impressive pass and, and set the record for that class at a 380 at, at 199 miles an hour. So, yeah. I, Ziff, I've never talked to you personally. I talked to Bunton, who always literally is on your jock, so that's how I know of you. <laughs> and and uh, shout out to Bunton on wiring. Button gets so many people talk so much crap about the fact that he used, uses terminal strips, which is so funny to me. And Button posted up a picture spelling Ziff number one, and he spelled it out of terminal strips, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. So shouts out to those guys. That is incredible. I mean, yeah. that's insane. That's my. I'll do a winner of the week. That, oh, James Tall's our winner of the week. Sorry. Yeah. Ziff's number two. <laughs> yep. But you guys killed it. I just got – oh, man. I just uh, pulled up an old yellow bullet post here. Ziff Huston, 447 and 170 record single turbo 275 radial pass. Like from – let me see how long ago this is. That was in 2014, so in six years. It's a second faster. No, well, not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I can't fathom 
letting go of the brake and then just knowing in 3.8 seconds I get to pull the chute. Well, like, where, where does it stop? Like where, you know what I mean? Where does I it bet, stop? That's a great question. I, I have no clue where these tiny tires are going to stop. Because it's right now, what they're doing right now, and, and the, the, how far engine management's come and how far chassis prep and, and setup has come, it's, yeah. it's insane. And then people are like, what if I put this on a 14-inch wide tire like, or wheel? You know what I mean? Have you seen what a 275 looks like on a 14-inch wide wheel? Yeah, it's, the, it's like stance for drag racers. <laughs> you can see the whole beadlock ring from the, <laughs> the, from the rear of the car. Like, you can see the bolts and the whole damn ring. It's nuts. The, yeah, it's, the it's, progression, I'm excited to see where it goes. Small tire racing to the front all day. Again, I don't have the balls for it, but I, I, I hats off to the people that do because there's no way in hell. I mean, I say that, but I mean, it's, it, whew, I can't imagine. Shout out to that because that's crazy to me. Shout out um, to Seth Hudson. Shout out to James. Shout out to all the dads out there. And uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. I think this is a perfect time to this up we've been on this for an hour and i'm gonna go in and spend the rest of my evening with my fan family hey rye before yeah. we leave i just want to apologize for my demeanor on the on the live feed today i know you're getting kind of frustrated and i love you a lot brother. <laughs> so i promise next week i won't be such a dickhead okay okay go play with your cats i love you say it back